I started Coffee with Humans as a way to make meaningful connections. See, I believe when people on individual journeys cross paths, real good can come from that. And in that sacred moment, we have the opportunity to do three things. Name reality and describe the future we want. Destroy things for our good by moving on from that which no longer serves us. Create or recreate ourselves, moving us to the reality we describe. That's the essence of Coffee with Humans, making the world a better place. One conversation at a time. Well, we are live here with Coffee with Humans with my new friend, Justin. Justin, welcome to Coffee with Humans. Thank you so much. This is, uh, this is an honor to have you on the show. Uh, for our new listeners, our new viewers, Coffee with Humans is unique. It's a unique video cast podcast where I meet my guests about eight minutes before we go live. I know virtually nothing about them. Even when they try to tell me something, I shut them down hard. I'm like, don't talk to me about that. It didn't go like that, did it, Justin? No, no, you were much nicer than that. <laughs> you don't know First me yet. That doesn't mean everything, I'm telling you. You were much nicer. <laughs> That's funny. So Coffee with Humans is all about two strangers who meet in this in this place, and uh, we come out different. We come out better. We come out changing our worlds, developing influence around us in new ways. And we also have some fun in the process. So I promised you we'd also some, play some games, uh, which we will play a little bit later. Uh, but first, my I, I didn't even tell you what my first question was going to be. I feel like I'm not on my game today. What's going on? Uh, my first question. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you might be able to roll with that. So I thought yeah. I'll just I'll just come in from the side. No worries. <laughs> so my first question would be, uh, what what made you or inspired you to click the button to have coffee with me? What brings a person to that place? <laughs> you know, very simple answer. Um, I'm honored to be here as well. Uh, one of my good friends from high school, her name is Katie. Um, she mentioned to me about your show, and I took a look on it uh, on the YouTube and saw your show. I like the concept of it. I love having conversations with people that I don't know. I love people watching. I love you know, learning about more people, you know, about what they do, where they're from, their history. So it was a natural thing for me to say, you know what, I'll do it. And plus, Katie, I respect her and I love her as a friend. So it was just natural for me to click that button and say, let's, let's roll the punches and see what happens. So Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a lot of trust you, you put in, in her. Had you seen the show before you decided to click the button? Honestly, no. Um, I saw it afterwards. But for me, you know, I'm not someone that judges people on the past or anything like that. I just kind of roll with it. You know, I'm, I'm used to everything. I, I, like I said, I roll with the punches. You know, anything that comes from different sides, angles, whatever, that's just life. That's what yeah. life is called. So for me, I didn't want to know too much, just like you didn't want to know too much about me eight minutes before the show. So that's kind of how I roll. Let's go new with it and let's have a new experience. That's awesome. So yeah. where in the world are you? I'm in, I'm outside Chicago. I always ask everybody in there and then I never tell anybody who I am from, but I'm outside <laughs> Chicago. Okay. <laughs> US. okay. Where are you? It's cold out there right now. I'm sure. Oh, um, yeah. A little bit, just a little bit. Um, where I am is the antithesis of that. <laughs> so <we're>, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, where I am is a small country, but rich country uh, called Qatar. And okay. So if anyone doesn't know that uh, the most landmark point is Dubai, you know, or UAE. And so we're about 45 minute uh, plane ride from there. And uh, we're like that thumb that's on top of Saudi Arabia. Okay. So if you see Saudi and you see that little thumb that pokes out, that's the peninsula known as Qatar. All right. Interesting. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to envision what that thumb looks like, but what's the temperature out in Qatar right now? Um, so today, you know, probably around 85 um, the low will be around 71, 70. So it's really nice and temperate at this moment. Oh, that sounds beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we got on the broadcast, I was thinking, um, I was thinking about something. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like if we were having this discussion anywhere, 
where, like, if we could have this discussion anywhere, where would that be? And I came up with this. <clears throat> we, we could be sitting in Iceland in a hot spring. <sighs> Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> it was the vision that came to my mind. Distance. Yeah, you got to be socially distanced, you know, but. <laughs> I feel like they're kind of socially distanced out there. Maybe the heat so. kills it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful, though. Beautiful picture. So if if you could have this discussion anywhere, where uh, where would it be for you? Oh, that's a good question. I love this question. I'm stumped right now. Um, <laughs> I don't, you know, for me, I'm not really a uh, beach person in terms of getting in with the aquatic life, but I do like to be near it and feel the breeze from it. Yeah. And so anywhere by a beach where... You know, having some coffee um, on the boardwalk per se. I'm from New Jersey, so there's a boardwalk culture, and so um, anywhere near the the water is fine. Getting in the water is another story. You know, nervous about the jellyfish. You know, okay. any type of thing is coming to, to bite my legs or anything like that. But you know what? The beach is where it's at. Nothing beats that um, that view for me. Okay, gotcha. So if we were on a beach, then it would be. <laughs> I've never done this before, so you're like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> All right, so if we were on a beach, would it look something like this? Is that you on your beach? Yeah. You know what? It could be a rocky beach. It could be a real sandy beach. As long as it's a beach, I'm cool with it. Something about the tides that get me relaxed, you know? So mm. that's fine. Yeah, I'm not a coffee drinker, but I like to do tea. Tea is fine with me. All right. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So the 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 uh, the water is your is your jam. Yeah, you know it, it definitely is. Uh, again, my, my brother, um, he's someone who loves the water. He'll get in there, jump in there, have fun, swim. You know, for me, I like to give the aquatic life its privacy. You know, socially distance from them. You know, but I'll put my feet in. You know, up to the ankles. You know, hang out, maybe jump in for a little bit. You know, be sporadic, spontaneous. But I'm gonna get out in about 15 minutes and then go on the other side and enjoy the land. You know, so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm kind of with you on the whole coffee near or tea or whatever the drink is, the warm drink near right. the, near the water. I'm not, right. I like standing in the water a lot. Um, I, I'm not kind of one of those people who's just like, let's surf all day. Right. But right. Like waking up in the morning, you know, with the sunrise coming over there and the waves are crashing into shore and you got hot tea or hot coffee. Yeah. That is so relaxing. Yes, yes, sir. I, I don't know what it is, but, you know, even going to sleep, I could do that. If somebody put me uh, to sleep and they kicked me out of my house and I had to go to the beach and sleep, I could do that. You know, I could relax and just really fall asleep with the waves. I don't know. It's something really calm and serene about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm intrigued. Uh, you're in uh, Qatar. Yeah. <laughs> Some people call it Qatar. Do you, what's the, is, <laughs> what is it? Is it Qatar? You know, everyone has their own uh, interpretation of how it should sound, right? You know, phonetically. So I say Qatar. Some people say Qatar, you know, so a little harder, Qatar. Um, yeah, so it, it just depends. But the world will know about this country for the World Cup 2022. So, you know, oh. we're on the map right now. So that's that's where the yeah. soccer is going down. Yeah, 2022. So are you going to be there for that? I'll be there, you know, if, if the if the emir has me, <laughs> you know, he says, don't get out of my country. I'm here. You know, I really enjoy it here. So, okay. so, yeah. so I, I have to ask, then, what is it yeah. that you do in, in Qatar? Um, so I'm in education management. Uh, I've been in education management for a long time, but I, I work as a PR marketing and comms director uh, for a private school here. And uh, lovely, lovely, lovely um, place. And uh, I love working here and enjoy living here as well. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And you're originally from New Jersey, though. Yes, I'm proud. Proudly from New Jersey. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what what was the what was the path that brought you to Qatar? It's a it's a winding road, my brother. A winding road. Um yeah. yeah, so I was in the process of uh getting married at the time. Okay. And then my wife, she said, you know, uh I got this job offer to go to Qatar. And originally, uh, we had the offer. She had the offer for a company there a couple of years back. But then there was some type of hold on uh, employment. So they didn't rescind the offer, but it kind of froze the offer, if you will. Mm-hmm. We was moved on our lives after a while. We forgot about the, the, the Qatar dream. And then a couple of years later, I think 2016, I believe, I believe, they came calling again and said, hey, 
Rometty, you know, that offer we gave you a couple of years ago. And so she looked at me and said, do you want to travel? Now, for me, I never really been outside the United States prior to that. You know, you know, a couple little smaller trips, Caribbean, things like that, but nothing really out of Northern America. And, you know, I said to her, yeah, let's do it. You know, and she was like, you sure? You know, and I have an HR background, so I read the contract. I said, looks good. I mean, this looks like a, why would you not do this, you know? And we decided to just go, and we just jumped at uh, the opportunity. And so we came over here 2017, and so she was she's work, she works at a hospital, and then um, I was doing some consultant work. And then uh, one of my best, not best friends, but one of my good friends from um, high school, uh, she was a principal at the same school that I work at now, and we just connected because friends had told her, hey, Justin's out there, you need to talk to her. And talk to him, excuse me. And then what happened, we went out and met and I didn't see what she did or know what she did until we met, you know, 16, 17 years later. And she said, I'm a principal. I said, isn't that something? I'm, I'm in education management, right? So she was like, well, we have a job opening at our, you know, at the school that I work in. If you are you interested, I said, yes, of course. I want to get back into, you know, school. And I also want to get back into working, you know, in Qatar, you know, because I haven't had a job here. And so that opened up, you know, all the opportunities for me. And that's where I am today just because of her and just the timing of it all. So. Mm -hmm. Wow. So yeah, you were the, you, yeah. you were the supportive husband uh, yeah. heading yeah. around the world. Yeah. Yeah. I knew she wanted to do it. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's like you see it in her eyes, you know? <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, all right, let's go. And yeah. uh, I think her big thing was like, Hey, do you, are you going to get a job? I said, I'll handle that. And so I was able to land a consulting role overseas and, you know, I was making, you know, my own money, but it wasn't the Qatari money. Right. I'm like, man, I'm froze out of the money, like the currency. I don't know what it looks like, feels like. Um, so it was able to, you know, able to get a job in Qatar was big for me. It felt like I had a, a new friendship circle, you know, new people to talk with. It just felt like I was more involved in the country uh, than the year before when I wasn't really involved in what was going on, unless it was from her uh, group of friends and group of colleagues. So that was a big push for me. That, that was really helpful. Yeah, I bet. Well, you yeah. you had started saying earlier that you you you're kind of up for talking to anybody. And Why not? <laughs> so you're you would you classify yourself as an extrovert then? You know, it's funny. That's a great question. It's funny because. A lot of people think I'm an extrovert and obviously, you know, I'm, you know, someone who loves to talk, but I'm really introverted. You know, I, I get a lot of my energy from, you know, getting going back into my cave, you know, doing some things that I want to do, recharging. And then when I'm ready to come out, I'm ready to come out with all the energy, you know, this, you know, hey, how you doing? What's going on? You know, but I'm just not like that 100 percent. You know, I need my alone time. I need my uh, time for reflection. I need my time for meditation, prayer. I need my time for reading. You know, then I recharge and come out, and I'm ready. You know, for anything, everything. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. okay. So th the idea of landing yourself in another country with no friends, virtually no friends, mm -hmm. um, and and having to develop friendships by proxy through your wife. You know, I, I totally see that as a challenge. Yeah. Uh, what did you What did you do when you kind of what what did your first couple of months look like when you landed yourself there and you're trying to put down roots? Well, I guess I'll give you a little bit of context to how I approach life. Um, so my uh, father, uh, rest in peace, you know, he was a person who always told me, you know, son, you know, meet someone new every day and learn something new every day. And I saw how impactful that was with him because when I used to ride around in the car with him. Everybody would say, hey, Herman, what's going on, man? Hey, hey, what's going on? I thought he was the mayor when I was a kid. You know, I didn't, I didn't know who this man was because <laughs> everybody was talking to him. He knew everyone. Everyone had a connection with him. So I saw how impactful that was. And I think for me as a kid, I was just very inquisitive. You know, mm -hmm. so I'm asking questions and I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't feel shy to come talk to you if I had a question or, or it's something I wanted from you. I would talk to you. And so I think the combination of both uh, led to my approach as a human. So when I got here, you know, I just didn't want to be defined by her network of people, mm -hmm. you know, and just who she knew. And so when we were going through all the changes of like, you know, the immigration and then the driver's license and then the ID and the visa, you know, I was meeting people along those routes. And a lot of the friends that, you know, we had today is because of the people that I met and brought to her, you know, say, Hey, this is a great couple or a great friend that I met. They have a husband. Let's, let's hang out with them. You know? So I was able to establish that, that social base. And that's what I was pretty much good for in my, um, in my marriage, because I'm very social when it comes to that. And I'm a connector, I'm a glue, uh, for a lot of different networks. So 
no, I didn't rest on her and her group. They're cool, you know, but I don't know them. I don't hang out with them. I don't go to war with them in the hospital. You know, for me, I want to establish my own base as well and have a bigger and broader network. So, yeah. yeah. So you're the, you said you're the social kind of glue that, uh, part of your, uh, yeah. your duo there. Yeah. Have you always been the social glue? Yeah. I think yeah. so. Um, not even when I didn't want to be. <laughs> um, always, you know. I think just my parents, you know, just, you know, I've always been the only one of something in my groups when I'm growing up. So okay. I remember one time my mom, you know, put me in this, like, uh, this Jewish camp, you know, <laughs> yeah. summer camp. I'm the only black kid there. I'm Are like, you mom, Jewish at all? Are you Jewish by no. religion at all? No. <laughs> Okay. My mom, so you're, we've established you're not Hebrew by blood and you're not Jewish no, by religion, but hey. No, and I don't, I don't speak Hebrew, Yiddish, nothing, right? I don't know. Okay. I don't know anything, right? So my only thing connection I have with um, the Jewish people is that my mom's name is Jewish because her the friend, you know, was saying, hey, you know your name is Jewish, right? You know, I was like, what? You know, so that's the only connection. Um, okay. So I'm, I'm like, mom, why are you putting me in this camp? You know, I'm the only black kid. I'm like, whatever. She's like, you don't know why. These are good people. This is a good camp, good organization. I want you yeah. to just ingratiate yourself with them. Or I'll be the only uh, male in the camp, you know, only black male somewhere or the only person from New Jersey somewhere. Or it's always I was the only one. So you're forced to either talk and like, get connections with people or just be forgotten, hmm. you know? So I didn't want to be forgotten, right? I wanted to be memorable. I wanted to, you know, see what other people are doing in other parts of the world. And I was such a history buff. So you look on the map and geography, like what's going on in Massachusetts, you know, what's going on in California. And so you hear people from these areas. So that was my link to like what's going on in their area. And you and uh, YouTube and all these things weren't out at the time when I was a kid. So the right. only link you had was to read an encyclopedia, read an article, read a newspaper, or actually talk to someone from there. So that's how I looked at it and say, you know what? I'm not going to be forgotten. I'm going to go ahead and, and talk to people and learn some valuable things. Because the one thing my dad said, meet new people every day and learn something new every day. Always been a part of my life. So Did you find being the only, you know, because so there's the only and then there's the lonely, right? And the two sometimes <laughs> feel connected, but I don't know that they always are. Yeah. Did you, did that lead to loneliness for you or do, how did, what did that feel like being the only yeah, I mean, yeah, some days were, like, tough, mm -hmm. you know, because you don't have anything sometimes to really draw a parallel from, you know. So for me, every time I met someone, I had to draw a parallel some way, somehow, because after a while, the conversation could get stale if you have nothing to really, like, go back and forth with, you know. And uh, it was lonely, but I'm, I was used to that, you know. I'm, You know, I was the youngest, and my brother was eight years older than me, oh. and so... I mean, he has a different world than I do. Uh, my parents, I love them to death. They were working, you know, two jobs, summer jobs. So I was lonely because they were helping us survive. They're helping mm -hmm. us move the next step in life. So, yeah, I had some times when I was by myself and had to figure it out. But I was a, you know, I wrote a lot. I was a writer. You know, I wrote poetry. I wrote, you know, short stories. I wrote things. So I was able to, you know, get my thoughts out constructively. And I played basketball, all the sports. So I was able to get out any frustration that way as well. Sometimes too much frustration uh, on the court, you know. But, you know, my parents were always there when I needed them to be. But, yeah, it was lonely, though, definitely at some points. But it was fulfilling at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my experience um – my experience was not from a cultural standpoint being alone. I was in, you know, in the middle of white America and, you know, went to private school and went to a church that was predominantly white and, um, and so felt, you know, around my people or whatever you want to call it. Right. But I was, I was a, I was a full on nerd. Um, <laughs> I, and, and, and also separated from my brother. And I think by, it might be six or seven years, something like that. So the point where like my memories start forming and I get into my formative, you know, teenage years, he's yeah. gone and married, yeah. you know? And so I'm going, I'm felt like an only child through those, I think some of those critical older years. Yes. And then I, I loved computers and programming and that's not a team sport. And so I, <laughs> would be sitting, you know, I kind of joke about it. Like I was, I would be sitting in my basement programming while other sure. people would be outside playing baseball. And mm. because I just, it didn't, it didn't drive me to be outside with people. 
And, mm-hmm. you know, like you talk about like, you know, how, what do I say and all sorts of stuff? It's not, it's not that I didn't have friends, but it's like, right, right. I walked down to the Creek and was alone with the frogs and the tadpoles. And then I dragged them back to my house, you I know, <laughs> murder I them see. in the sun and then, you know, <laughs> put them under microscopes. Mm-hmm. And I developed, I developed my socialization through theater and mm. through music and performance. And so I learned to be among people almost like a, that sounds weird. I learned to be among people. No, I mean, you're not a wolf. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but kind of like as a performance almost, instead right. of just being there very naturally. Okay. Um, and part of that is like my my personality. You know, I, I tend to be the person who walks the room, you know, kind of figure out like who I want to talk to. And then I have to like take a deep breath and be like, yeah, now, and now I'm the life of the party. Ah, but it's but it's draining me like i can feel my gas tank <laughs> going lower and lower and lower and it's not that i don't love it and it's not that i'm not good at it i'm very good at it but my right. natural state is like alone and with you know one or two other people <laughs> so so jason so how how do you find like your tribe like the people that these are my people like this is who i want to talk to how do you how did you know like these people are your people in a sense I think early on, I wasn't sure who those people were. Right. Um, I, <laughs> I, I wrote a piece of software that um, I called Einstein and it was a, it was an animated face on a screen and that, and I, and I was writing it as an artificial intelligence program to be able to understand sentences that I would write to it. And then in theory, it would say something back to me and it was, and it wow. felt like a friend at the time. Right. Which is a little bit weird and creepy now that I'm looking back on it. But um, my tribe were just kind of like whoever I was sort of with. Mm-hmm. I, but I didn't necessarily feel like I was I settled in. I had a handful of good friends. Right. Um, but I wasn't I I don't know if I felt looking back on it, I'm not sure that I felt like I was part of the group, but it was my tribe would have been the nerds. Uh, I remember I had a uh, good friend, Tim, who now I think runs, uh, I think he runs the uh, training program for fighter jet pilots, I think um, in the U S super cool. So Tim and Amy, um, Amy and Tim, Tim and Amy and I, we got kicked out of history class once um, because we were talking and I remember the teacher at the time, she called, she came out. She's like, go on, you go to the hallway, right? So we're standing right. in the hallway, just like shooting the shit among each other, right. Right. you know? Right. And the teacher came out and she, she was like, you know, that just cause something like, you know, just cause you guys don't need to study doesn't mean other people don't. Mm. So it was like the, almost like the misfits, the people who might act up a little bit yeah. and also kind of nerdy. Mm. That was like, those were my people. I see. I see. Uh, you know, like we, had, so I, I don't know. And then I found, I found a space in theater for a while and music, but I've always been kind of a, I've always felt like I was a loner. Um, mm. And that's yeah. sometimes been hard. And sometimes right. I just accept it. I'm like, yeah, I kind of a loner, um, yeah. <laughs> which is you weird. Know, I, People don't yeah, know I, me in that though. <laughs> right. But, but that's what I'm saying though. I feel the same way you feel, you know, because everybody looks at me like, Oh, this guy, he knows everyone. He's not afraid to talk to anyone, which is true, right? So in my oh, job, for example, I do the school tours for anyone that comes into school, prospective yeah. parents, uh, dignitaries, ambassadors, whoever comes into school, right? But that drains me once I'm done, you know? And sometimes I have to do two or three, and no one sees me when I go back in my office and retreat for five minutes to get some breath, right? You know, <laughs> right. but they always see the performance. And it's not a performance in the sense of me acting, right? I really love what I do. But they, what they see is like, wow, he is so energetic. Look at him, so charismatic. But that takes a toll on me, you know, the more yeah. and more I have to be on stage, if you will. Uh, and so I always thought I was a, a, a lone wolf in the sense, because when I like to have my downtime, I love to have my downtime, right? By myself doing what I want to do or maybe with a few select friends. But is it a bad thing to be a lone wolf? I don't know, because I do interact with people, too. But some people try to shame me on it before, you know, so I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I, don't know. I think our society somehow has written that. And I say society probably pretty narrowly in terms of world societies, but I think I think mm-hmm. even that saying like the lone wolf, it's right. sort of a derogatory statement to, yeah. you know, like, oh he's a lone wolf, you know yeah. he's he's off either blazing the trail and nobody else is invited, which is not true, yeah. or you know or he's you know lame 
and not part of the part of the group because he can't hang. Right. Um, right. And it's like those are the extremes it seems for mm-hmm. even the concept of a lone wolf. Like you got to just yeah. go like the 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 whole point of it must like maybe the like i think some people think that the whole point is that we just find you know find your group of people and like just become socially you know socially accepted by everybody or whatever but i don't think it seems to me like the the standouts the the over the i don't want to say high performers in a as though you know let's say you perform any differently or better than anybody else in some ways but but not everybody could probably do the things you do in the way that you do them as to that level. They just can't, they're not wired that way. There's not that perfect storm of personality and experience and skills, uh, to, to allow you to sort of stand out there. And the fact that everybody sees you standing out there means it's, well, you just got to pick it up. Like I just got to pick this up and be the standout for whatever reason. That's what I'm doing, which doesn't make, doesn't mean you can do everything else either. You know, your standout right. in particular areas. Right. And, and, you know, sometimes people will see you in your greatness, um, but they don't see the, the darkness and the and the the basement where you're like toiling away at your craft. <laughs> and, you know, or when you just need to recharge and you're just not on top of your game that day. You know, uh, I think working at a school makes me so appreciative of teachers, because if you think about a teacher, and my mom was a teacher. Shout out to my mother. I love you. <laughs> my mom was a teacher, right? So I would look at her, and she had to perform every single day. Whether I made her mad, or maybe my dad made her upset, my brother made her upset, or we're going through something at the house, she still had to come with it uh, in front of the, the students because the students saw her in a certain way. But then also the faculty and the staff saw her in a certain way because she had a standard that she had and a reputation that she had uh, cultivated mm-hmm. over the years. So I really love teachers and appreciate them because they have to be on all the time. Yeah. And it's a tough job, you know. So that's one of the reasons why I love working at a school, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're, you know, your comment that not everybody sees kind of the back, uh, kind of the back parts of that, uh, yeah. you know, because there is there is a. I feel like it's almost like there's the laws of physics. It's like social laws of physics or something, or there for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Right. So for as much as you take on as all of a sudden there's this corresponding, you know, like I must retreat. Uh, And they are, they are, they somehow need to remain proportional uh, to one another, (laughs) you know, and it's a challenge. Uh, Megan, our, one of our listeners here, viewers watch the movie American Sniper. They have great explanation of wolves, sheep and sheepdogs. Mm. You know what? I've seen that movie and I don't remember that, but thank you for that. We will. uh, Yes. Thank you, Megan. Look at that. Well, uh, before we go any further, I've got some more, I've got some more things we're going to dig into, but I want to play a game. You up for a game? Why not? Let's go. Okay. (laughs) You're like anything you want. Let's go. What's going on? (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right. So, uh, my my game here today Mm -hmm. with you, we're going to play, we're going to, we'll see what we've got time for, but we're going to play watch me draw it. This was sent to me as as a birthday gift. My birthday was this past month and, um, congratulations. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. I did it one more, one more time around the sun. (laughs) (laughs) um so she she gave me this game Mm -hmm. uh and and here's how this game is going to go i'm going to give i'm going to start a timer we're going to have a um a one minute timer Mm -hmm. and there's going to be a phrase that shows on the screen so the phrase could go here's an example the phrase might be draw a heart-shaped flower sitting on a fishbowl in a fishbowl balanced on a mermaid's nose. So you'll have to draw that. And then once we're done drawing that, we're going to show our picture to the screen. And then um, oh, we'll accept, we'll accept <laughs> votes from people. All right. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> I, I heard that you were my question. I hope this is not my question. <laughs> I heard that you were a really good drawer. Oh, I'm terrible. Um, I don't know who told you that. Terrible. <laughs> Oops, wrong person. Kidding. Right. So, <laughs> I'm not a good drawer either. I am extraordinarily bad at getting whatever's in my head out onto a picture. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a words guy. I'm a wordsmith. Not the drawing is oof. You're a wordsmith? Okay. All right. Yeah, well, maybe we'll play another game about words. <laughs> All right. So we're both going to take an opportunity. We're going to we're both going to draw at the same time. 
Okay. Uh, and so we'll, we'll read this. I'll click the button. We'll read it and then I'll give you the timer. Okay. All right. All right. Draw a superhero with the power to see through vegetables. All right. Thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. Ten seconds. Wait till you see this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is bad. So cross over here with the power to see through vegetables. Uh, you want to go first? Yeah, and I'm going to uh, preface and say that this is actually not a vegetable. This is a, I don't know. <laughs> You'll see. Okay. <laughs> it's like an apple, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> Seeing through to the sun. I don't know. That's what it did. <laughs> All right. Fun I, I don't know how to. I I don't know how to show that the superhero is actually seeing, but we were surprisingly similar. Oh, is that a celery? Or like uh, that's bok choy. Bok choy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it. See, we did something similar. You you have the glasses though. That's a nice touch. You know, you got extra vision. I, I thought like maybe it was the glasses that were helping him. Right. Definitely uh, could be. I mean, for me, maybe he has uh 2010, 25, I don't know. But your your guy has extra extra help, you know? So, yes. He's uh, the visible in the glasses that help him see through vegetables. Indeed, I thought it would be reasonable to ask someone to have only the superpower to see through vegetables. So I thought he must have help. Mm, I like it. I like it. Listen, I think it's outstanding. Outstanding work for me. All right. Well, if our viewers have any votes for um for who wins that round. You drop it in the comments. <laughs> All right. Next one. All right. Draw a frog sitting in a canoe. Hold on. Mm -hmm. Draw a frog sitting in a canoe headed for a waterfall. Mm. A frog sitting in a canoe headed for a waterfall. You have one minute. <clears throat> I don't know why I draw things so small. <laughs> like I, 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 I don't know if I'm afraid to draw them. I mean, maybe the life size. Um, you know, maybe you have to draw them smaller first and then scale them after you feel confident. That oh, I wonder if it is a confidence thing. I think it's for me. It is. I know that for sure. This is so small. This is doesn't. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry. That's too hey. Listen, it happens sometimes, right? <laughs> ten seconds. Ten seconds. <laughs> One second, and all right. All right. A frog sitting in a canoe. Oops. All right. Pens down. A frog sitting in a canoe, headed for a waterfall. Mm -hmm. Rock Sydney and Canoe had it for Waterfall. You went first last time, so I feel like I should go first right. this time. Why not? Mm. A frog Sydney Canoe headed for a waterfall. We did it a little differently. That's interesting. Oh, wait till you see it. Okay. It's All either right. a very, very large frog or a very <laughs> small canoe and a very small waterfall. <laughs> I like your 3D of the canoe, though. I like that. I see it. Well, after I put, after I put the... Uh, Mm. After I put the uh, frog, I drew the frog first, which is the problem. Ah, uh, okay. But you enclosed it with the 3D. See, you had an extra wrinkle. I saw that yeah. detail. 
So it looked like he was sitting on top of the canoe rather than in the canoe. So mm. I had to like, somehow I had to put him in the canoe. Otherwise I felt like he might be on a kayak. Well, I'm letting you know that you accomplished that. Thank you. <laughs> you definitely did. Oh. Right. <laughs> Good job. All right. What'd you, what'd you get? All right. So this is what I got here. <laughs> what? Yeah. That is, that is amazing. That's better than the first one. So this is what that, I got. Be, oh my gosh. Hmm. I think you won that round. You know, we're both winners no matter what happens. <laughs> That's what they say. That's what they say, right? <laughs> but I think yours is interesting because yours was going down the waterfall. Like, it was about to go over, right? Mine yeah. was like hitting a waterfall that's coming down to it. That's interesting. That's interesting. Hmm. What is, yeah. I wonder what that says about our personalities. I don't know. Who, <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. But I just thought an in- interesting, um, you know, perspective that you had there with that. So I was going for adventure. I was going to, I wanted to be that frog headed, like, Mm-hmm. Oh, headed down yeah, the yeah. ribbit. <laughs> I don't know if that's what happens when they go down waterfalls. Yeah, I don't know what was going to happen to my frog. I think he's going to get drowned, uh, <laughs> like, like the Victoria Falls or something, right? Like really serious, he falls. <laughs> right, exactly. Right, like too serious for him. So I don't know. <laughs> All right, one more. All right, we have draw a penguin playing hockey with a donkey. <laughs> is this polo? Uh, <laughs> One minute. Draw a pen and penguin playing hockey with a donkey. What? Penguin playing hockey with a donkey. I know. I know. I didn't make these up. Goodness. Penguin. Oh, jeez. Oh no. <laughs> Penguins look like aliens. Yeah, this is, I don't know. What oh, this is, what shoot. Like. This is not yeah. good. Mm. Penguin playing hockey with a donkey. Mm. Draw a penguin playing hockey with a donkey. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. His face. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Failure. You got it, though. Oh, oh right. shoot. This looks crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love this game because it looks crazy right now. Oh, I think this is, I don't think a minute is near enough for me to be able wow. to crank out anything. Wow. I don't know what happened here. Woo. All right. You, I think you got to go first this time. I went first All right. this time. Uh, penguin playing hockey with a donkey. What? That is epically great. A penguin on the donkey playing hockey. Yeah. It's like polo. You're right. Right. But but the puck wasn't black. It was a white. <laughs> it wasn't a black puck. I didn't oh. color it in. But, you know, it's still hockey. You know, it's still hockey. Yes. That's true. All right. Yeah. Well, I didn't see things the same way. <laughs> All right. This is why we're doing it. <laughs> the point. Okay. Draw a penguin playing hockey with a donkey. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Woo. <laughs> you, look like, you look like you're a shepherd. <laughs> like the penguin shepherd. <laughs> this is terrible. It's, it doesn't look like a donkey at all. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Listen, that that is cherished. You know, if I don't like it or the viewers don't like it, your mom and dad will love it. <laughs> no matter what, unconditionally, they will love it. No that's, that's got me into so much trouble through the years. Mom's like, you did great. And like, no, factually, I did awful. This was terrible. Tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. <laughs> exactly. She's like, the truth is you're great and I love you. Right. Okay, that's not enough. <laughs> I love that game, though. This is an interesting game. Love it, love it, love it. <laughs> Mercer County, wow, that photo was abnormally genius. Reminds me of the movie <laughs> Rain Man. <laughs> Why, thank you. I don't know which one you're talking about, but hey, you know, thank you so for your comments, Mercer County. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, geez. Funny. <laughs> well, that was that was fun. Thanks for playing that with me. Yeah, no problem. That was good. You, you made a comment earlier about your dad. You, you know, you kind of joking. Like I thought he was the mayor. Yeah. And one of the, yeah. one of the thoughts comes to my mind is that there's position and then there's influence. 
and the two mm. are not necessarily equal to one another. Mm. That is that is a good point. So I think you know, for me, my my dad and I we didn't have the best relationship, right? He's no longer here. He passed away about eleven years ago. But you know what? I, I took a lot of things from him that I valued. You know, so you know the fact that, for example, you know, so his position and influence was different, right? So position was my father, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, when we were, when he got divorced with my mother, his position changed some, you know, cause now I have a stepfather, someone who's there all the time, but he still was influential in my life, if you will. Right. So position may have changed, but he's always going to be my father. He's always going to have some level of influence. And so instead of like kind of dwelling on some of the negative things that went down, there was a lot of love there. Um, and also too, I see a lot more of myself in him now that he's you know, passed away. And I wish I could have a, a one day with him just to ride around in the truck and say, hey, man, let's just talk, you know, because there's so much I see now that I did not see uh, before. And I, and I like it, you know, so it, only he would give that to me, you know. So, uh, for, for, so I just looked at that one thing about meeting people and that stuck with me. I don't know why. You know, I just was so amazed how everyone has so much respect and reverence for him. And that everyone knew his name, mm. you know, because my my, uh, you know, stepfather, I love him, but he's quiet. You know, I love my mother, but she's quiet. I love my brother, but, you know, he's quiet. And I'm the only one that's like the black sheep that has a mouth, you know, that's talking, you know, that yeah. has opinions. And so I felt like my dad could relate to me. And just for him being the same way. I just knew that I have to meet people every single day and I have to learn something new every day. That way I can never be a dinosaur. I can never be extinct, right? Mm-hmm. I'm always going to be on top of my game because I have mm-hmm. a thirst for learning and that lifelong learning. I didn't know what that was at, you know, 10 years old, but that's really what it is for me, this lifelong learning inside my workplace and outside of my workplace. You can learn everywhere. I can learn from a five-year-old. I can learn from a 55-year-old. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the way I look at life, so. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. it, it's interesting because I recall... I was recalling my um, <clears throat> my dad when I was growing up. Yeah.
Justin, you still there? I'm here. I'm here. I don't know, man. The, the internet. Yeah. Putting on me. <laughs> <laughs> the Skynet, as I call it. I don't know what happened. <laughs> you know what? This my internet went down uh, in like the middle of the night the other night too. Mm-hmm. I get really? but sorry about that. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. You just kind of hung out there smiling. Yeah, yeah. I was. I, I kind of turned off my cam for a minute because I know it still said live. <laughs> so I was like, oh, let me turn it off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was talking about how, uh, you know, I remember my dad, um, he, you know, owned, owned a business, still owns business. And, uh, he, he's 73 now, I think something like that. And, um, I remember when I was growing up with him, he, like everybody knew him, everybody. And he knew every, and he knew everybody else, their names, what they did, like influential, um, asked to do things and be on boards and all these, all these other things, a lot of influence, um, mm-hmm. and asked to take positions. So it was begin as influence. And then he, he asked to take positions. Mm-hmm. He is, he's, he's the extrovert. Like he just wants mm-hmm. to talk to people and get to know them, uh, sort of unabashedly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember look kind of looking at that and going, wow, that's a lot of, that's a lot of responsibility. It's feel people keep, you know, he's got so much influence. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like you, like you talk about your dad, you know, I thought he was the mayor, you know, I thought, yeah. oh boy, dad knows everybody. Yeah. Hey, I don't really know. I didn't, maybe he did. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I just feel like that, you know, we're always going to remember like one or two things from our parents that we love, you know, and, and so I just, you know, look at, like you said, like you know, how you saw your dad as an extrovert. I don't think I was actually actual extra extrovert at that time, but I morphed into that, you know, over the years. Um, I was actually quiet as a kid, like a younger kid. I was really quiet. My cousin moved away. Um, my cousin, Nicole, she moved to North Carolina at like five or six. And my mom was always telling me that, you know, she spoke for you. Oh. You didn't even talk, you know, for yourself. Like she just said, well, Justin wants this. Justin wants that. Justin feel this. And so when she moved to North Carolina, I had to talk. So that was the first time I really had to tell people what I wanted, you know, because she wasn't there anymore, right? She was a bigger but smaller cousin, you know, so she looked out for me. And then, you know, I think over the years, too, just by having a stepdad, a stepmother, my, my mom and my dad, there were so many things I took from their personalities because they're all different, you know? And I was able to take the best from them and, you know, not say that I made myself out of all of them, but it's definitely a piece of me or pieces of me from all four of those lovely people, you know? So that also makes who I am today because they reared me in certain ways and they show me different perspectives because they're not all the same. So I'm really 100% happy and grateful that I had that experience growing up. Yeah. I'm curious that process of becoming bits and pieces of, or taking on bits and pieces of other people, is that a a conscious process on your part? Or is that a, has that been not, you know, just kind of developed? Um, that's a great question again. Um, you know, I feel for me that I wasn't consciously doing it because, you know, I knew that was different than people in my family. And so I just wanted to blaze my own trail and I've always been that way. I always acted that way. Um, and over the years though, you know, you just learn certain things when you become older. And so my mom used to always say, you know, Justin, you got two ears and one mouth for a reason. So you got two of these, one mouth. So doubly listen (laughs) to what people are saying, right. And, And talk less. And so that made me think a lot about me shutting my mouth and just listening to people and just observing more too. Right. Um, so those are things that I learned later on because I stopped talking. I just stopped talking over people. I stopped talking in general and just started listening more. And because of that, I was able to maybe bring that into my conscious existence. Right. Okay. Now I was ready to like learn it and feel it and see if that was a part of who I am. Cause I don't want to be like my parents. My parents always said, be like, be more than us, be more grand and abundant than we were. You have more opportunities. And so I'm able to blaze my trail and I am who I am, but I'm also, when you see me, you see them as well. I don't know if you, you know, see what I'm saying, but you're going to see a little bit of me and a little bit of them as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Same, same for me. My, I have bits and pieces of 
you know, each of my parents and I can see it kind of clearly in my own kids. Right. So I've got one, wow. kid, well, I've got two older boys. Um, and specifically with them, one is, one is like outgoing, extroverted, mm-hmm. you know, knows everybody he's selling insurance, you know, full-time while he works, while he goes to school full-time, you know, that okay. kind of guy, he just loves getting on the, the phone and cold calling people and telling them, you know, how he can help them. That's special. Uh, it is. It's totally a gift, right? To be able to, to be able to do that constantly. It's a, it's not yeah. a gift that I have. Um, the, uh, for, for my other son though, he's, he's very quiet, very thoughtful, um, into numbers, analytical thinking things through deeply. And then out will pop, you know, what he's thinking later on, he'll vocalize it at some point in time. If you were to take the two of them and smash them together, that's, that is very much me. Right. So, wow. you know, I don't, I don't enjoy cold calling, but I will absolutely do it. And oh, yeah. I will talk to anybody and I'm, but I'm very strategic about who I talk to sometimes, you know, right. so it's just like I, the two are kind of mixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I tend to think deeply about things sometimes mm-hmm. to a fault and, and then go, okay, well, what pieces do I, you know, like I was asking you, like, what pieces do I want to take from that? How am I going to incorporate that? What, you know, I'll do like a, after action report on, mm-hmm. you know, stuff in my life type of thing. Right. So the, uh, it, it is interesting as I then think about my parents, I'm kind of the same way. I'm a piece of, you know, I took on certain characteristics yeah. of, of both of them, you know, the quiet nature of my mom and the outgoing nature of my dad, mm-hmm. you know, are somehow sandwiched in me. And then I'm, I'm both a, uh, uh, both a youngest and an old and, uh, and an only child, you know, like we talked about before, which, yeah. um, I think changes how I relate with just groups of people even. Mm-hmm. So I have, I have a question for you because yeah. I'm not a parent and mm-hmm. I always wanted to ask a parent, you know, this question, especially one that I don't know. Mm-hmm. So when you see, the differences in your children and how they are um, living their natural disposition versus like what's shaping their, you know, them in their environment. Um, when do you step in? When do you not step in? Like, how do you have that balance? Because environment can also change someone's natural disposition to a point, whether long-term or short-term. So like, how do you know when to balance that growth and development and when to step away and, you know, let them be kids? Um, I think from a very broad brush standpoint, it's if they're unsafe, then mm-hmm. step in. Mm-hmm. If they're not unsafe, then they're learning. Um, I love it. I love and it. that's, that's, I think the first, that would be my first step. Yeah. Um, uh, and in that is kind of like the recognition it's implicit in that is the recognition that just because they're doing something that, that I wouldn't do doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean that it's bad or wrong or they shouldn't. They're still safe however I define safety. Right. Um, then the other step of it, the other, the other step, and I just exercise, I had to exercise. I've got a 14 year old daughter now too, and that's a different relationship than my 21 year old son. Right. Um, the, when, when I needed to, to have some sort of correction, uh, made bring, bring to light, um, something that wasn't going right for them. Mm-hmm. the the focus on the focus i intentionally decided to to make was call them up call them into the people mm-hmm. that that i'd like to see them be mm-hmm. right and here's how i mean that okay um my children kill me for this but my, <laughs> my daughter was with me the other day and she's not taking care of some of the stuff that i asked her to take care of dishes mm-hmm. Right. trash you know just a handful of things basic right. basic things instead she was on tiktok and whatnot and i get it i totally understand i don't i don't want to do those things either but i do them all the time right. um and i and i'm not using her as a slave i want to use her i, I want to t- say hey if you're using this stuff you have to take responsibility for it right because eventually it's going to be yours alone and you have to know what that responsibility feels like or I don't know what your house can look like, <laughs> but you know, you have to clean up your stuff. That's the way it is. Right. So anyhow, uh, with that background backdrop in mind, I said, Hey, you know, I said, you're acting lazy here. You're being lazy. Mm-hmm. And she was all, all not happy about that. Don't call me lazy. I said, well, I'm not sure how you'd like me to describe it because what word would you like to use 
where you're choosing to you know sit on your bed and play TikTok instead of just taking care of the food that I asked right. you to not to leave out last night. And I asked you to clean your dishes. You cleaned some of them, but they weren't even cleaned all that well. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I let that sit for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, and she was huffing and puffing about it and fighting with it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, she started cleaning up stuff. But she was visibly, she's like, she doesn't want to be told that she's not doing a good job. You know, so she started to get teary-eyed. And I know what that's like. I felt like that as a kid. Like, oh my gosh, like this hurts me in my soul to tell me I'm not doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I then, knowing this, right, this is the strategic part of my mind, knowing this, I let her sit with it for a little bit. Then I went back in and I said, hey, I just got to let you know, if you were ignorant, stupid, or incapable, I would not be having this discussion with you. Right. I'm only asked, I said, I'm only calling you to do these things because you are smart. Mm-hmm. You're driven. You're a beautiful woman. You need to, I said, I don't know what, you, what path you want to chart for yourself and who you want to be when you're, you know, 30 years from now, right. but how you, how you manage yourself today is going to determine that. Yeah. And yeah. I said, and so the reason we're having this discussion is because I believe in you. Mm. And mm-hmm. <laughs> just left to that, mm-hmm. you know, just to just to call some sense to the the discussions. Like, it's not random that I'm asking you to take care of these things. I'm perfectly able to clean another couple of dishes, <laughs> like, right. and I don't even complain about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just do it, you know. But right. she needs to she she needs to kind of chart that, you know, chart that course. I, uh, my son was the same way. He hit this point where he was like listening to some crazy ass music. And I was like, mm, I don't know what you're doing, dude. And he's like, he was really cool. He's like, like happy to tell me about it. I was like, that's awesome. Um, it's cool, man. That's really got a good beat. And I was like, right. I just don't, I said, I'd be careful. What you take in is who you become Facts. over time. Facts. And I said, so just think about, you know, is this, is this creating something good in your life or is it not? Mm-hmm. And if it's creating something good for you, awesome. That's great. If it's not, then caution. Mm-hmm. It's true. That's very true. You know, you, know um, you said something there that made me think because uh, I have conversations with my friends and they're also parents. And, you know, there has to be a certain way that we open up the lines of communication to our children and to the youth. Because I do believe that these uh, youth and this generation are a little bit different than maybe how we have were raised in our era. But also, too, I think the most important thing, especially in this time, is to make sure that your kids can talk to you and that they also understand why, like why I'm asking you to do this. Because sometimes kids are self-centered. I was a self-centered kid. I mean, we all went through those phases and but I had no clue why. But, you know, sometimes my parents broke it down. I'm like, oh, you know, I, I remember one time. I wanted these like Jordans, right? You know, Jordans were 120 back then, 100. I don't know how much they were, but they were a lot of money, right? And I remember one time uh, my mom kind of broke down a little bit of the budget for the month and what they spent in the household. And I, I thought to myself, and it came to me that like, hey, these Jordans are insignificant to what my parents have to pay for. <laughs> yeah. on, a, on a monthly basis and this is why they have a second and third job to give us a life that we want for nothing, you know? And so sometimes it's just showing them too. Yeah. Like, hey, well, all right. Well, I'm not going to yell at you about it, but I'm just going to show yeah. you something. I did that with my boys. Yeah. I, I took That's them in the cool. dining room, put them on a piece of paper. Yeah. And I said, uh, I said, I know you're getting, you're complaining about not doing some basic chores around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just like, and you think that you're doing a whole lot. I think that you're not. So let's just itemize this. And I said, mm-hmm. so give me, I said, I'm going to do my, uh, your list first. Tell me all the things that you contribute to this household. Wow. And we started going down the list, right? Wow. And it was sort of, you know, without feeling any emotions. It's like, tell, just let's make a list here. Dun, 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 dun. It's like a tiny little list. And then, um, and I said, I would like you to itemize all the things that I'm contributing to this household. <laughs> it's like, you know, it started off with the very visible things that they didn't, you know, that they yeah. could see. And then it was like the, and it, you, you know, it's not made by magic that the house remains warm. And right. it's not by magic that you get to watch any show that you ever want. And it's mm-hmm. not by magic that the you know food is still gets put on the table or that it got put in the refrigerator first or right. that you got put, taken to that thing that you really want to do. And you got mm-hmm. like, it's like <laughs> it's a long list. And I said, so oh, yeah. when I ask you to take out the garbage, I don't want to hear any, any complaining about it. Nothing. Cause I've not complained to you once about my long list. <laughs> 
long. <laughs> waterfall long, right? That waterfall drop long. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Kids are kids are great, but I think yes. we can I don't know. The kids are a learning process for ourselves too, right? Because if we're gonna tell our own kids that we have to be doing it ourselves. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where the that's where it bites. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're looking at you all the time. You know, yeah. and even like my niece and nephew, like same thing. They can look at me, and if I'm not exhibiting those same things, they'll tell you about it. You know, didn't yeah. you say that? I'm like, yeah, I did say that, right? You know, so sometimes it's good to have a reflection uh, that could be your kids from the mirror. Like they're your mirror, right? And so sometimes it's good to have that because it keeps you on your toes too, and it brings you back to why I'm going to work today. You know, why I'm 20 years in, you know, to this job. You know, things of yeah. that nature. Totally. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, yeah. we're winding down on our time. We've got one more game to play to end this thing. Okay. Uh, you said you're a wordsmith. Yeah. You said you did I'm poetry. Like, I'm like, 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 as that. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So I'm going to put a, uh, I'm going to put a uh, minute and a half timer. Okay. And we are going to make a poem together or a story. We're going to make a story together um, okay. where each of us says a word. So I'm going to say a word, then you're going to say the next word, and I'm going to say the next word, and then you're going to say the next word. I'm going to write it all down okay. so that we can, so that we know what we said. Okay. Cool. Okay. And then when, we, when, and then at the end of a minute and a half, we're going to, it's over. Okay. All right. Let's do it. All right. You ready? Do you want to go yeah. first or should I go first? <laughs> yeah. Let me start. I can start it off. <laughs> okay. So. All right. Three, two, one, go. Water is breathtaking. It's exquisite and food. Is it food? Food, yes. Sometimes travel. Travel beyond. Happy. <laughs> what is going on here? Because. We. Are. Humans. <laughs> totally. Capable. More. Less. Small. <laughs> um, Twenty seconds. Large. World. Can. Ten seconds. E. Love. Okay, that's three, two, one. <laughs> All right. I think I think I ruined the uh, premise of this because I'm just saying random words. I don't know if I was. No, that's a, that's okay. It's it's a poem now. Oh my goodness! Water <laughs> is breathtaking. It's exquisite, and food sometimes travel beyond happy mm. because we are humans, totally capable, more, less. Small, large world can be love. <laughs> we did that. We did it. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, when I was saying it, I was like, this is the, the t- most terrible, non-alliterative poem I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I really like the randomness and actually what came out of it. I love it. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Kudos to you uh, and yeah, to me to, to pull this together. Yeah, kudos to you. <laughs> well, uh, this is great. Yes. Thanks for joining time. me, Justin, on Coffee with Humans. Thank you. Appreciate you. To our viewers, our listeners, uh, Coffee with Humans are raw, unedited conversations where strangers become friends. And my friend Justin in yes. Qatar, yes. Uh, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much. One of the things I love about Coffee with Humans are the raw conversations I get to have meeting new people just like you. 
If you or someone you know should be on Coffee with Humans, go to coffeewithhumans.com. Remember, the only rule is no sales calls. This has been Coffee with Humans. Subscribe to get updates or click to have coffee with me. Coffeewithhumans.com.